1: Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Fenway Rundown, Mass Live's Red Sox podcast. It's November 1st. I'm Chris Catillo, your host. We're finally getting to a point where the Red Sox offseason is about to get underway. News breaking today: unsurprising news that Chris Sale is going to be back. He's going to opt into the remaining two years of his deal. But the Red Sox have some interesting decisions to make. We have it all covered on Mass Live for you. You can read all about James Paxton's option that's coming up the next couple of weeks. Xander Bogarts and that big decision that's going to need to happen. Tommy Pham, Michael Walker, Nate Voldi with the qualifying offers. And, you know, there's a lot of business to be done. And we're previewing that all for you on the site. Going to bring in a player for the first time in a while today. Uh, Zach Kelly from the Red Sox. He debuted in September, pitched pretty well down the stretch, put himself in position to probably be in the bullpen to start the year. If you were to make a projected roster for the 2023 Red Sox, Zach would be on it. So, you know, we're talking about, Kind of what his first month in the majors was like. You're kind of make it to the majors moments that you have, things that went on behind the scenes, and his expectations for 2023. So sit back and listen. Here's Zach Kelly. And we're here with uh, Red Sox reliever Zach Kelly. Off air, we were we were talking to some ACC football smack. He's a Virginia Tech fan. I'm a North Carolina fan. One of those things is going well. Uh, we'll start with this, Zach, your official statement on, on Hokie football so far this year.
0: Uh, it had not been enjoyable by any means. Um, <laughs> this bad offense, bad defense all around is not really enjoyable to watch. But the commanders, Washington commanders, they're, all, they're back on the rise. We got Taylor Heineke at QB, you know, string, stringing together a couple wins. So maybe that can make up for it a little bit.
1: Yeah, just just kind of like a bridge guy to Sam Howell, I think, is is really the takeaway there. Uh, I you're, so
0: I knew you were going to go there.
1: <laughs> of course. Uh, so, for you, I mean, this is, you know, obviously a different offseason in a lot of ways, right? You, you debuted, I think, most importantly, as we were, you know, scheduling this, uh, it's your first, you know, you probably had it a little bit easy, your first taste of fatherhood because you were in the majors, and then it might be uh, a little bit more uh, – real once you got home the sleep schedule all that type of stuff how's that been so far
0: yeah you, yeah it definitely definitely a little different but it's been good uh and obviously it has ups and downs with the you know like most two two month old babies do and you know sleep has kind of been night to night but um it's been good my wife killed it for the the first month while i was gone so she i feel like i i owe her a little bit a little bit more help
1: yeah, I mean, that, that week, right? Like, you know, I know the story's been written and you've talked about it before, but to, to have a crazier week in your life would probably be impossible. You make your major league debut um, August 29th, baby Kading comes, what, three, four days later? Um, I mean, just to, when, when you kind of, I know it hasn't been that long, but if you look back now two months later, like, could you ever imagine anything being that nuts?
0: No, I mean, like yeah, I don't think I'll ever have a you know, a week like that ever again in my life. Um but just the experience like of that and just all the emotion that was going on and you know, it was it was pretty tough to, you know, to handle everything kind of all at once. But yeah, I mean, like you said, Monday debut, I went and then I go three out of four and then fly home Friday, baby Saturday. And so everything was just like, you know, just trying to keep up with you know, making sure everything went to getting getting my parents and everybody out to Minnesota, and then trying to work, figure out the schedule how to, to get them back down to South Carolina, and then you know trying to from afar trying to make sure everything is ready to go for my wife in the hospital and all that. Um, it was it was tough, but yeah, it was definitely a crazy week. Probably like and like you said, probably won't ever have another another week like that in my life.
1: I think like Trevor Story went through something similar in spring training when he signed, like he signed had his press conference and left for paternity yeah. leave. Like I think there's going to be some analytics guy who's like, we can't add them to the roster until fatherhood is coming because it's like a sign of maturity or something. <laughs> and it's just some, some stat that, you know, we as, as you know regular people don't know about.
0: You got you to gotta factor in the, you know, the, the ex-dad strength too.
1: That's true. Yeah. Which that stat hasn't done that yet, but I think that's that's probably next. Um, we talked about this at the end of the year. And, and you know, I think there's a lot of guys in the boat right in September of it's tryout time. Uh, you know, Caleb Ort, uh, Herman, you know, we saw a bunch of different guys kind of coming up and, and getting a chance. Uh, did you view it like that? Did you view like every outing you're you know trying out at the major league level or or was that kind of too simplified a way of thinking about it?
0: Um, not really. I mean, like, I feel like whenever I think of like a tryout, it's like, you, you know, you're trying to, you know, prove to yourself and prove to other people that you're good enough to be there. And like, for me, uh, like, you know, the the five five years of pro ball, though, all the work that's gone into, you know, making it to the big leagues, uh, I feel like the preparation was already there for me. And so I didn't really feel like it was a tryout, but just kind of you know, finally getting the opportunity to, to do what I've wanted to do. Um, and, I mean, I can see where you, where you kind of come across with some of, like, the, the moves that we had towards the end of the season where it could kind of come across like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to speak for, you know, the, uh, like some of the other guys like that you mentioned. But just for me personally, I didn't really feel like it was much of a trial, but just more trying to, to prove that, you know, that I belong there.
1: And and I think you know generally if you if you watch the outings, look at the numbers, you you did prove that you know there was a lot of success there. How would you assess, like in your words, how you know the the outings in September went? Where were they, you know, did you learn a lot about yourself? Did you learn what it takes to be at that level? And do you feel like you know it, it kind of proved to you that you can and, and should be competing there?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, outings that that got away from me a little bit, um, and looking at those outings. Mainly, you know mainly the one against i think texas where i walked two guys and then i think i walked a guy in the, in the outing against the yankees that i gave up some runs and then the one in toronto i just i just got hit hard uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> nowhere around it but i mean yeah so just kind of like like looking at, at each outing and just kind of seeing you know correlations between free bases and and runs and so um looking just trying to mainly control the strikes zone a lot better. And, um, you know, there were some pitches that I got away with in AAA that I didn't necessarily get away with, uh, in the big leagues. And I was able to realize that pretty quickly. And so, um, but me, you know, me and Reese and me and Wonger were on a pretty, pretty much a really good page. I didn't really have to shake off too much, which is, you know, which is nice. Uh, it's nice to kind of get that chemistry really quickly. Like obviously I had it with Wong, um, from the past few years, but, um, me and me and Reese got on the same page really quickly. Um, and so, um, I, I I felt like I was able to, to miss some bats. I was able to get some weak contact. Um, and so I feel like that's a pretty good combination for success.
1: Right. Did you have, and everybody that comes up gets asked this question. So it's, it's not an original by any means, but did you have that like make it to the majors moment? Did you have a moment where you were like, all right this is this is it you know whether it be a guy you're facing or you know dressing in, in the locker room next to somebody like like what was that kind of like wow moment for you
0: um i don't know like i was like whenever you know whenever judge got in the box that again when we at fenway that was yeah it wasn't so much like oh my god is there a judge it was more so, oh my god, I've never seen somebody that's six foot eight and two hundred and eighty pounds in the batter's <laughs> right. box. Right. I I felt like I was like, I don't even know where to throw the ball. I feel like everywhere I throw the ball is in the strike zone. Right. Um and then I kinda I got a I got a gift from the umpire on the on the one two pitch, but um but even I mean, I, I think if I had to like take down one moment, it's not, it's really not that that cool. It's like no no hit or anything, but I remember in Minnesota that first day, me and Ort sitting out there throwing, and, like, I guess I was, like, looking up or like at the stands or whatever, and Ort caught caught that and started laughing at me. and was like, hey, take it in, man. You're a big leaguer now. And so that was, yeah. that was cool.
1: I mean, is it, it, we talked about this a little bit, too, at the end of the year, but did you feel like the veteran guys took you and some of those other guys under their wing? I mean, there's a lot of guys who have a lot of major league time on that team, whether it be, you know, in the bullpen just you know barnes brazier some of those guys in the rotation Waka Evaldi, hill were there any like you know moments with them where you know they made you feel more comfortable
0: yeah for sure i mean um there's i mean a couple of guys like i knew in spring training and right um like barn barnes he's been he's rehabbed down in and Worcester a couple of times so i've been, you know i've been able to talk to him a lot and i talked to him a bunch and one like that last month of the year um but guys like I hadn't really, you know, been around very much. Like, like you said, Richie and um, Strom, uh, just talking to those guys, even, even Waka too, um, mm-hmm. and just talking to them about, you know, their, their journeys and, you know, talking to Rich about his career was really cool. Just the, all the different places that he that he's went and, you know, how he's been able to, to stay in the game this long. It was really cool um, just to hear that. And then uh, I talked to Strom a lot. Um, He was just really helpful just kind of talking about routines in the bullpen and just like different hitters and just the way that he goes about his day. Um, It was cool. We We had a really good group of guys. I mean, I know we weren't in the position that we wanted to be in and that the organization wanted to be in, but I felt like the energy in the clubhouse and, I felt like guys played hard until that, until game 162. And you don't only really see that a lot. So I think that's a testament to the kind of the guys we have, the leadership that we have. And so that's how, that's what I got.
1: Yeah, I mean, Alex Goro was saying that the whole time, right? Like there was no quitting the team. You know, you guys were out of it by the end, but like everybody was playing very hard and, and was very close knit. And you saw that, you know, that emotional last day where you know, Xander comes off the field, JD comes off the field. We'll get to some of that in a minute. Is it, is it tough to like, you know, you are living your, you know, whirlwind dream, as we talked about, right. You know, becoming a dad, making your debut, finally, your dreams coming through. Is it tough to not like be smiling and extremely excited in that setting where the team is out of it, right? It's like a disappointing, you know, losing team. Everybody else is probably, you know, just ready to get to the end of, of being, you know, a a disappointing team and and you are coming up and kind of living your dreams. It's tough to like know where to fit in there.
0: Um, yes and no, I, I guess, um, cause I mean, I had a hard time saying we, you know, when I wasn't, when I wasn't on the team. Right. Um, but obviously I wasn't there when they had a lot of those injuries pile up. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's, you know, that's part of the game and it's, you know, it's not an, an excuse by any means, but you know, it's just the reality of it. It's hard. It's hard to, to come back from that. Um, when you have so many of your guys go down, and when it happens kind of at the same time, and there's just so much roster fluctuation, and right, you know the lineup is kind of changing day to day based off who's available, and so I mean, that's hard, and especially in the A, at least it's the hardest division in baseball. And so, um, I, I, like like I said, obviously I wasn't there for that, but even like, like the last month, um, I, I I felt like I didn't really feel like I was like out of place by sitting there you know kind of being happy about some of the outings that I had or mm-hmm. because I'm like him like I just said the energy was great even you know the same win celebration every night was just as electric as it as it was during yeah. you know the first part of the season and so and I mean even like to to finish off the, the year that the way we did um against Tampa I think that just kind of put a, a better taste in everybody's mouth to, mm-hmm. to end the year.
1: Did you have, this is another one that everybody asks, but what's the craziest part of the major league lifestyle? I mean, you were, you know, in AAA, you, you've been in the minors for, you know, half a decade, but like there's, it's a different level, right? The team charter, the hotels, the spread, everything. What is the craziest aspect of that?
0: Um, I, I mean, I think just like the food and the hotels are, are you know, a lot different. Yeah. Obviously, the plan, you know, charter flights are, are nice, but I think you know the biggest difference in in AAA from the big leagues, like you know, you don't have to have a roommate on the road. And like, Yep. I mean, no, no, uh, no offense to Phelps and he's my guy. We're <laughs> we're great roommates, but
1: it sounds like a, a call out. Does he snore or so, something or what?
0: No, I'm I do.
1: Oh, so he was probably happier I, about your promotion no, than I you do, were.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he probably was. He yeah. I I I do and he throws pillows and stuff at me, but the guy he he can watch some shows. He watches the show. It doesn't matter. Every single week he has a different show. It's electric. Um, but yeah, I mean, then you get to go to a you know, a lot nicer hotel. You, you have your own room. Everything's a lot more, you know, more in, individual, which is nice.
1: Yeah. for you was it, was it comforting to have so many guys that you played with throughout the year and knew really well? I mean, it was basically you know, if you look at how many guys came up from Worcester over the year, from, you know, top prospects to journeymen to veterans, all that type of stuff, by the end of the year, it was, you know, at least half the Red Sox roster.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about you get, go look at our, the you know, the Worcester opening day, opening day roster and, <laughs> in Jacksonville. And there was that one point where it was like, uh, you know, we had so many guys that were just gone. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it definitely was because you obviously like, with any with any sport and any team, the more you're around guys and you're around them every day, and you, you know you build that chemistry, and then um, taking it taking it up to the next level, and you know even just as something as little as whenever guys come up, it's just you're you know you're excited to see them, and um, you kind of know like especially like with Wong, you know, getting up there, and he knows he knows how I like to throw, mm-hmm. and I I kind of have a feel for you know, what, he's, what, what he likes to, to call and so stuff like that makes it makes that transition so much easier.
1: Two of those guys I did want to ask about because they are, you know, your, your classic, you know, lots of hype, top prospects. Both were really good down the stretch. Uh, is is Bayo's stuff as tantalizing as anybody you've ever seen? Because I remember the first day he came up, Ref Snyder came up to me and a couple other reporters in the clubhouse and were like, have you ever seen this kid pitch live before? And I said no. He's like, just, like, get off your phone tonight and just sit there and just, like, enjoy the show. Is that kind of how, how you view his stuff, too?
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, like, the, I don't know exactly what the analytics are on it, but just watching it and just seeing how the ball moves, it doesn't really – it shouldn't be doing he's, – he's, it shouldn't be moving the way it does. Yeah. I mean, and this – for him to be so young is just unbelievable. And it's so effortless. It's just, like – he's definitely more like the – one of like the better, like better arms at that age. And just in general that, mm-hmm. that I've seen quite, you know, quite a while coming up to, to the system. I mean, the, I, me- I remember in 2019 when Bruce Gratterall was in double yeah. a, when he was a starter and uh, I saw first, first batter of the game, he came out one hundred two, one hundred three, one hundred three, And it's just like, wow. And like, I got, I get that same reaction when I receive a throw.
1: And there's, you know, there's some, some good stories about his confidence, right? Like, he gets an option to minor league camp, still going through the major league food line. Everybody in Worcester said it's not it's not like a cocky thing. He just, like, he knows how good he is, and he is not afraid to let people know that he knows that.
0: Exactly. I mean, confidence is a huge part of yeah. of any sport. And so having that confidence, you know, as soon as you, you aren't confident, you've already lost, you know. And so, yeah, need. He definitely does that. <laughs> um, but he, I mean, he's young too. He, he's young too. He's, he's a baby. Everybody calls me now because he's so young.
1: Mm-hmm. The other guy is Casas. I think the thing I learned about him is the crazy routine, right? Like you, you probably saw that every day in, in Whisker. you know, the best one of the best moments of the year is he's laying down sunbathing, shirt off in, in the outfield before his debut and a veteran pitcher we won't name names comes out and just goes, what the F is he doing? Like just completely never seen it before, had no idea. And, you know, the other guys who've been around him were like, no, this is this is normal. This is part of it. This isn't a, you know, a showboat thing. This is just he, he likes getting getting sun before games. Uh, would you say he's as regimented, routine-oriented as you've seen? I mean, it seems like even just trying to – when I went to Polar a couple times, like trying to schedule an inter- interview with him, they're like, well – if he gets off his routine and we all screwed up for the day so you got to plan this like weeks in advance is that just kind of how he's like
0: yeah absolutely I mean yeah the sunbathing thing was funny um but I mean hey he's a South Florida guy he's got to have a good tan you know right <laughs> um but yeah he, he is and it's not like he just kind of does a routine just to to have an eye wash routine he has a you know he has a purpose he has a reason for everything that he does and um it works it works for him and Obviously it translates over to, to the field. And I haven't even gotten, I haven't even got to see his cage routine. So I would imagine that's yeah. even, you know, I, I would like to see what that is. I, I imagine it's, you know, it's just as extensive as the stuff he does outside the cage.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, and, and obviously, you know, we saw power was there hitting rockets in the majors plate discipline, all that type of stuff. And it seems like, you know, he's, he's both of those guys, big parts of the Red Sox moving forward it, for you as we kind of wrap up here, like how different is it heading into this off season, right? Like in the past you've been, all right, you know, this year I want to try to get to this level this year. I want to try to get to this level. Now it's like, okay, I made the majors. The goal is to stick. The goal is to, if you're not, you know, locked into a spot then to compete for one in spring training. Like, does that change anything? Does it change your mindset? Anything like that?
0: Not a ton. I mean, last year, you know, my goal going into big league camp, as an, as a non-roster guy was, I want to try to, to make the team. And obviously we you know that didn't happen. Um, but you know, the mindset for this year is the same thing. I want to go in and try to make the team. I mean, it's, it is nicer to have a little bit more, you know, to have some experience, but mm-hmm. that's the same goal is to, to, just to go in and try to compete and command the zone and, you know, get out and be efficient. And, and like I said, try to make the team. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's really the only thing that I mean. I know it's kind of cliche, but it's really the only thing that I can control. And so, I'm, you try not to worry about what you can't control. Um, but the plus side is with having that experience, you know, it kind of shows what I need to to work on a little bit more. Whether it's certain, you know, consistencies with some movements on on certain pitches, or right. trying to command some different parts of the zone a little bit better than than I have been. And so having that is definitely beneficial, but yeah, as far as mindset, mindset wise, that that's the same, same kind of. Not sure.
1: For you, I mean, are you the, the kind of guy that is just like locked in on baseball and, you know, throwing as soon as the season ends, watching the world series, or are you the let's get detached a little bit and kind of, you know, relax after a long season and then get into it at a certain point guy.
0: Uh, throwing wise, um, yeah, I I, try, I always try to take time off. I don't I don't think it's very beneficial to to sit there and throw year round. Um mm. I think there's definitely some a lot of value in in taking some time off for a complete shutdown and then kind of revamping it. And so I haven't thrown since the season ended. Um I'm probably gonna get started in here in about two weeks. Um, but no, as far as baseball, I mean, yeah, we've you know, we try to try to watch a little bit of the playoffs. so we watched all the World Series. Uh, one of my teammates with the Angels, Brandon Marsh, he got traded over to Philly at the deadline. So right. we've been we've been watching that to watch him. It's been really cool to see him to see his year kind of turn around and go from the Angels, and now he's in the World Series, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I I really like I like seeing I like the off season just seeing all the moves that get made and kind of you know all the hot stove stuff and. Winter meeting, like, I, I like trying to keep up with all the stuff, seeing all the movement. But big, big football guy. It's been a little tougher this year, like you said. But I do, I do like my my Saturdays and watching college football all day.
1: There you go. I'll end with this. We just kind of referenced it, but as a as a member of the Red Sox roster, you know that is a roster that's going to change a ton before you guys get to Fort Myers, right? There's the Bogarts question and Waka and Ivaldi and Hill and all these different guys who are you know Devers extension questions and already you know maybe a little bit of judge rumors edwin diaz rumors and all that stuff does that does that kind of stuff excite you does it make you nervous do you like kind of hearing every rumor you kind of said you did i mean what is your mindset kind of you know obviously that stuff's out of your control but just kind of paying attention to
0: it oh i mean i yeah you definitely see it and like you see like like a lot of the rumors you just like you can look at it and you're just like, yeah, there's no way like, right. Well, unless it's on, it's on it's on
1: mathlive.com and then, you know, correct. Everything on yeah.
0: mass live is correct. Correct. Right. Right. Oh. Hey, you can't get really caught up with like moves are going to be made. The guys, are, I mean, guys, are, guys are going to come in. Guys are going to go out. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a business after all. And everybody, yeah. everybody understands that. And so, um, whoever, you know, the good, the good thing about seeing moves is the guys that, get brought in they're gonna you know they're coming they're coming in for a reason they're coming in to to give us the best chance to to get back to where we want to be um and so just knowing that and and just knowing who like i said guys are coming in trying to you know they were just trying to make team better and so seeing that it's always always a good thing but yeah every you can't can't pay attention to all the rivers
1: right well we can you guys can you guys can wait and see who shows up in <laughs> Fort Myers, Zach. I appreciate you taking the time and, and hopefully Hokie basketball is a little better to you than football. Uh, hey,
0: it's a, we set a they set a low bar, so <laughs> I'm hoping so.